well hello hello beautiful people welcome back to now what the podcast that aims to help students in navigating their options in tech providing mentorship networking tips strategies and overall the skills you need to understand yourself before starting a career this time around we have some somebody that is very similar and those are the intern makers aka alejandro davila and mariana briones alejandro is the co-founder of intermakers and a software engineer fd software engineer at Panantir. and mariana is the other co-founder at intermakers and a program manager at microsoft they are doing great stuff with intermakers they are providing a lot of value to students and those who are still in college who might have questions about how to get internship what to do how to deal with interviews and every other kind of things so in this episode we will focus in, on international students as well so me mariana and alejandro we have we're all international students and we struggle for um, different things that we were going to cover we are going to cover so in this episode we will, we are going to talk about uh, software engineering program manager um, how two international students got into palantir and microsoft they are very very selective so you can do it guys um, how to why sorry why sharing knowledge is so important uh, in order to understand better and to create a community that is going to help you along your route how to start side projects cpt opt and visa issues and the skills you need to invest during college so i hope you will like this episode please enjoy enjoy it and i'll see you later All right, so here we go with two of my favorite people in the world, the intern makers. We got Alejandro and Mariana, and they are two wonderful uh, people. They, they are doing great stuff. Uh, Ale, he's having, he has a full-time position at Palantir. Just the name is the coolest thing you can hear. And Mariana, is, she, she's an upcoming program manager at Microsoft, and we're going to have we're going to have them today to talk about how to get internships, how to get special projects. They're doing so much stuff. So welcome intermakers to Mel What. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure being here. here. It's really and exciting. you're also one of our favorite people. So the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> oh, thank, you. thank you. Okay, guys. So I want to ask you, uh, so this is the first time we're registering something like that. So it could be a little bit of a mess of who's talking, but so let's try. This is a project and that's right. So I want to ask a little bit about your background and because I know you have two very interesting stories. So we'll start with Alex. Alex, what can you tell me about the background? Can you uh, walk the audience through your life until the moment you got the job at Palantir? Oh, man. I mean, oof. That, that, that will be like a very long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, so I was born and raised in Mexico in a small town called Torreon. Um, I was there for like 19 years until I decided to move to the U.S. for college. Uh, yeah, like I, I, I didn't have like an easy path through college. Like I, I got admitted into my dream university, but I could not afford it. So I, I looked for uh, the, the cheapest community colleges 
and in Texas. And that's how I got into El Paso actually. Um, and that's how I started on like my, my journey in the U S and it was just difficult. Like I, I struggled to get jobs on campus. Um, uh, like my first job was like cleaning after events, like, uh, cleaning the like floors and bathrooms. And it, it was not, a, a, a the greatest job, but, um, but yeah, like I, that, that's what I needed to do to, to support myself. And afterwards, like I saved some money. I got, I, I bought like my first computer. I started to learn how to do like web development and I started to learn all of these skills. And I got like a job on campus as a programmer and all of those little things like really helped me get some, uh, some technical like knowledge that I needed. And those things helped me get my first internship at Cummins, uh, I, I got the, I was there working in IT. It was, it was really cool, but I realized that I really wanted to get into software. But when I looked into how to get an internship in software, I saw it was so, so, so hard. You have to work for, uh, you have to like work and practice a lot of like technical interviews, like coding challenges, they're super hard. And I didn't know how to even start. I didn't know what I needed to do with my resume. So I just started to look for resources in so many different places. And I just thought like it was, I felt like it was very unnecessary to have to look to all of, like through all of these different resources just to find how to get an internship. Like I, I just felt like there should be like one place where everyone could find anything they need uh, just, just, just to get that information. And um, yeah, like I just felt like that, that was needed. And uh, yeah, like all of that preparation led me to get an internship at Palantir. And it was amazing, like an amazing experience, like that internship. I, I really loved it. And afterwards, like I got my, my return offer. And for me, it was like a no brainer. Like I'll, I'll go back to Palantir. I love the company, I love what, what we do. I love my experience, so I'll just gonna go back. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about my story. I love that story, and I know you have a lot of a lot of background like, uh, around that. That is going to be even more fun. But let's let's hear for, from Mariana. Mariana, what's your story, and how did you get did you get into Microsoft? Uh, walk me yeah. through your life as well. So a little bit about myself. I I grew up in a really bicultural place. I grew up in the border of Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, and El Paso, Texas. I grew up here and I've, I've gone to school in El Paso every day since I'm like seven or eight years old. Um, and I, I, I've always lived in, in the Mexican side. So it's always been a back and forth between two countries every day for the past, I don't know how many years of my life now. Um, and I think that when I started college, something that was really, I guess, impactful for me was the fact that I hadn't noticed that I didn't have mentors or anyone to guide me through what I needed to know. Um, and I remember being in a classroom where somebody kind of like just said, hey, can somebody answer this question? And I, I raised my hand. I was the first one in all of the class for the first semester of college to raise my, my hand. And that led me to my professor saying, hey, like we will pay for your, your membership to, uh, to an organization in engineering. So also a little bit about my background, I just graduated from University of Texas at El Paso and I graduated in electrical engineering. So 
they took me to an engineering organization and that same that same like month they had a meeting and in that meeting they had like officer positions for freshmen and I got into those and I I got mentors you know my mentors kind of told me hey like this is what you need to know this is what you have to do um and I'm really grateful for that because I'm the first one in my family to study in the U.S. right like I have I have no one to ask like hey am I doing this right am I doing this wrong um and then I I started applying for internships my freshman year and I didn't get any because I was also an international student and I didn't know how that how that game was played let's put it that way <laughs> but then I continued to apply I had my first like research experience which I highly recommend for anyone who um doesn't have experience like that's a good easy way to get experience um on your resume so I volunteered a couple of hours then I that really helped me build my resume then I got a scholarship that took me to a conference and that's where I got my first internship as a sophomore and my first internship was at Cummins doing controls engineering and yeah that's that's a that's a that's a that's a plot twist yeah so Alejandro and I were both at um, Cummins the same year, the same summer. And it was awesome. We met a lot of beautiful people. And I came back. And surprisingly, like, here's here's another plot twist. So the same year I got accepted into Cummins, I also interviewed with Microsoft. I got to the final round. I was I flew out to Seattle, and I didn't get the offer. So when I didn't get the offer, I I, I was really sad, really, really sad. And now that I look back, it's like, wow, things do happen for a reason, you know, a hundred percent. They do happen for a reason. Now that like after I finished my internship with Cummins, I'm like, wow, I'm glad I had my first experience here because now I know what I can fix, you know. And that after my internship with Cummins, so that's summer. It was summer 2017. Then in fall 2017, I interviewed with Microsoft again. But this time I interviewed in something that I was good at and I got it. You know, I got a, a an internship in program management in hardware. So nothing to do with software. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I got into Microsoft. I interned two times there and now I will be starting in August as a full timer. Yeah, that's the story of how a quick summary of everything that explains how I got into Microsoft. <laughs> well, uh, I believe those stories are great and those stories are two great points and two very uh, useful points for our audience is that uh, both of you came in the U.S. like me. We are all international students here, so yeah, we're all shout out to the international students. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you, 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 you both came in, in there without any knowledge on how to do, on how to do anything. And Mariana, you will you were able to find the mentors, and that was what changed you. Yeah. And Ale Ale was able to build his own knowledge uh, via via programming and via via doing things online. So one one was building his own knowledge, and Mariana found the mentors. Two way how to how to get get a job afterwards, and this is a very interesting way. But and, and we're gonna go through that a little bit more. But right now, I want to talk with you about intermakers. So I, we both have we, we both have a very passionate project that is helping others, helping yeah. students 
of course. And I want to know a little bit from you, how did Intermakers, uh, was, uh, how was it started? How, what was the idea? Did you find it together? Did you find yourself after that? Uh, Mariana, if you want to start, then Alex can add it. Yeah, so, well, I think both Alejandro and I are going to be in the same page when we say Intermakers has been an evolution of many things. Like, we, when we were in college, Alejandro and I met, and we would, like, talk a lot about how at our university, we would see a lot of students who were amazing, like, amazing at another level, and they wouldn't get internships, nor they would get full-time jobs after graduation, you know? And for us, it was, like, something really shocking. We were like, but why? So I think everything starts, but, like, with why? Why, like, asking you, why is this happening? So I remember Alejandro and I like having really late, com late late night conversations about this and being like, but why? Like, why Why is this happening? And we, we realized that like us, nobody knew how to do it, you know, nobody. And I think it, it's fair, you know, our, our university had an 83 or 84% Hispanic population. So that means if, 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 if we take it like a step further, like a step, yeah, further, um, we can, we can like tell that a lot of our parents probably came from another part of um, Latin America. And this is not like, a, like internships and all of that are different like ball game in Latin America. And our parents probably couldn't even like, like when I talked to my parents about internships, they didn't know what it was. So I don't know, Alejandro, I don't know if you want to add more to that, but I like, my parents would tell me you're crazy, just like study, graduate, study your summers, graduate as soon as you can so you can get a full-time job, which was what a lot of students were doing because they had the same school as I did, you know, from our parents. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's sure. kind of like where we found the necessity. So I'll, I'll, I'll let Alejandro talk more about like the other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean like, so we, we kind of like saw that there was a need to to, to learn more about it. Like, why was it that nobody knows what to do? But why, why aren't there more resources out there? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, we, like in, in, in our own way, we like started to do, like take like smaller steps towards what Intermakers is now. Um, Mariana, like on her side, she was, she was like helping all of her classmates. Like if, if, if she had, uh, I don't know, a class with someone or like if she was meeting with someone, she would like ask like, hey, what are you doing uh, in, next summer? Or how, how are you going to uh, prepare for an internship? Things like that. And, and like slowly she started to like help um, some of her friends, some of her like, like classmates. And on, on my side, like I, you know how I mentioned that there were like so many resources that I had to find to, to know how to get a, a, a sovereign internship. And I, I came up with this guide. It's called like the, the Getting Your First Software Engineering, Software Engineering Internship Guide, which takes you from not knowing how to code to a software engineering internship. It, it shows you like how to prepare your resume, how to prepare for conferences, um, how to prepare for interviews, all of those things. Um, and yeah, I started to, to like show this guide to other students in my school and uh, yeah, like slowly I start to, to like, to like show it to like in, in classrooms or in, in yeah, yeah, different events or whatever in, in the university. And 
Mariana, Mariana and I like got together with uh, a couple of other good friends who are also international, and we we started like this uh, this really amazing organization. It was all like Mariana's idea, and then like we all we all like like make made it happen, where we were like teaching like like workshops on how to get an internship, and it was like open to all majors for for the college. So that was like really awesome. But literally, uh, like that organization didn't have anything. Like the only purpose was to teach you the fundamentals of, of getting right. an internship, you know, and everything from like LinkedIn to resumes to cover letters. And it was free. It was free. And I, I got surprised because a lot of people actually did get internships after going to those workshops. Um, but yeah. And also another thing that we want to mention is one of our biggest motivations was that we are international students and we know the struggle. So those workshops were also rooted for international students. Um, you know, like it's, it's really funny how sometimes we, we don't see how our stories and our experiences can take us to solving problems that nobody thinks about sometimes, you know, and that's, that's, that's the beauty of innovation. Like it's, it's always trying to solve a problem that you probably went through or see. So yeah, I'm, uh, go ahead, Alejandro, <laughs> got excited. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of like started doing, doing all of those things and we, we felt like there, there was like a huge potential to do something bigger. Also, like I was about to graduate and I was not going to be able to, to be on campus anymore helping students. So we thought like, okay, well, what, what can we do about it? Um, so yeah, like there, there were like a few people who, who, who gave us like the idea of like starting a YouTube channel or like starting to like, re like yeah, having like, a, like a, a, a bigger reach to students. So yeah, we just decided to like start this YouTube channel and it was at first it was all that like only that it was like a YouTube channel where we can post videos and our uh, Instagram page. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, at first, like the, the idea was just like the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. let's, do, let's do let's do a YouTube channel. Let's uh, let's help people out through videos. That was it. And then uh, we 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 like opened up like an Instagram page. We started to create more content. We thought, okay, let's let's just add like for the people that wanna don't wanna watch a full video, let's just add like some tips, some uh, different ways we can help them with like images and stuff like that. And it like slowly start to grow more and more. Yeah. Uh, do, do you want to uh, add a little more, Brianna? Yes. So that's how we started. And it wasn't until late December that we actually started like promoting intermakers in like LinkedIn, at LinkedIn or on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it, it's been good, you know, I, we've learned so much on Intermakers. It's beautiful to receive messages that say, hey, like this helped me out a lot. Um, I think that even though like it's barely started, we, I think in my personal opinion, it has been a way to give back um, to what we, what we've struggled, like, like helping just someone have an easier time. You know, we don't want anyone to go through a, a hard time like we did and what else was i gonna say mm. i don't know you you, you cut that okay <laughs> <laughs> well but i do have a question for you guys yeah and uh, about the that one one thing that is definitely very cool for me that i didn't know um, is about the workshops so do you do you remember exactly can you walk me through one of the workshops that you were given at the at the university 
what, how was it structured? What kind of people were in there? There was interest about it. How did you, how did you uh, put the boys at the university? Can, can you just give me a little bit more of, of sauce of, of the workshop story? Who wants to go? Ale, do you want to go? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, like, I really like graphic design. So, uh, so it, it was helpful, like, like to, yeah, like for me, like to, to be able to, I don't know, we, like, we came up with a logo, we came up with a name. Uh, I, I worked like on the, on the flyers. So we, we had like a, like, like a good way of showing ourselves to people. Um, we started to like promote the event on social media, on different places in, in, uh, in the college. And we- Organization we said, as well. Correct, yeah. We, we set like uh, a specific topic for, for each week. And we would tell people like, okay, these are all the different workshops that we're gonna cover. Uh, for example, like one of them was resumes. One, another one was only for international students. That was a really cool one because we gave uh, a lot of really useful information for students who are looking for jobs. And like, and a lot of, of this information, like the career services office, like they don't know, or even the the international students office, like they don't know some things. So it was really like cool and useful for us. Like now that, that we got to that side, we got internships as international students to like share that information. Um, it was it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, do you wanna add something, something else, Mariana? We also had a workshop for conferences, which is really oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it was literally only focused on career fairs and how you can do it. Um, it, it was really, it was really nice because the people who were in that workshop, I remember telling them that the first time I ever went to a career fair, I spent an hour there and I didn't speak to anyone, you know, um, that's how I started. And that was my freshman year and I left and I didn't talk to anyone. So I, I feel like something that we wanted to do was also feel relatable feel like hey they were ones on my shoes i can i can do what they are doing right um so in the in the one about conferences it was really nice because we we showed them everything like many times well in case someone is listening to this but many times yeah almost all the time conferences have a portal where you can upload your resume and even before you get to the career fair you already have an interview you know so um, we were showing them this like tips and tricks for that. There's also a video on YouTube about that if anybody who's listening is interested on that. Um, and yeah, that was also one of my favorite ones. Also, like we kind of, I, I remember we told them a little bit about like the dress code and all of that, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of about, uh, about it with workshops. There were many more, but that's a lot of details. Yes. I would love for you to go in a little bit more details if you want. Like, I would like to know what kind of topics do you have about the, especially like the international student like workshop. What did you have in there, right? Yeah. Can you go a, a little bit in there? Yeah, for sure. So, so many, so many people that attended that workshop, they didn't, they didn't know about CPT, OPT. These are like the, the work permits that you get as an international student on an F1 visa, right? So. Of course, like all, all universities have workshops for like about these topics, but not, not all students go and like proactively uh, yeah, check, check those things out, you know? So um, for us, it was basically saying like, hey, are you an international student and you wanna get a job or an internship? Attend this workshop. And it was uh, like the narrative is a little bit different because like we are students as well. We went through this. 
uh, we're not the school just sharing some information, you know. So we we told them about, about some of these things, um, uh, some some good stories of people that we know that already got their OPTs because at, at the moment we were still students. Um, so we shared a lot of information about that and like some things that you should not do when you're when you're applying. Some like some companies that you should not apply to or or basically tips of of like how to focus on certain companies that sponsor more visas, stuff like that. How to find those companies. Exactly. Um, also, like understanding what future sponsorship will mean, things like that, you know. Um, also, we have, well, at, you ha we also have to remember that at UTEP, the majority my, are also Mexican, right? So in case anybody who's listening who's Mexican or Canadian, there are special visas for for them because of the NAFTA treaty between the US, Canada, and Mexico, right? So we also explained that. Um, so we went like a little bit into that, but just as a disclaimer, if you're listening to this, always do your own research, always question everything and everyone. Um, like you, you have, you're responsible of, of your legal status, right? Like your, of what you know. So never, never take anybody's just like advice for like, that's it. Like go on and investigate more about it for sure. Ali, do you want to add something? Yeah, no, I, I agree to to whatever to everything Mariana said. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I I think it's it's important to listen to advice, to guide yourself a little bit. But yeah, as Mariana mentioned, like always do your own research. I, I uh, there's something about me like I like I I I don't know. I it's not that I don't trust people, but every time someone tells me like, oh, you should do this because whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do some research. Search. About yeah, and I'll, I'll let you know if, if it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I think it's the same when, when it comes to recruiting. Um, like if someone tells you like, hey, the deadline is whatever, like you, you can go check just to make sure. Uh, or, or someone tells you like, hey, you, you should put this on your, on your application. Yeah, just check first that it's, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what she said. Wonderful. And those are wonderful tips. And, and we are going to leave the links uh, down for the videos that are going to go a little bit deeper into those researches, into those searches that the intermakers did. And those are great. But then I want to focus a little bit now on the transition to from the workshops to the online community, right? For, to, the, to the videos on YouTube. Uh, how did you decide to do the video? What kind of videos did you do? And how did the online community started? Because right now it is a pretty big community and you are, you are helping a lot of students. A lot of students are, are, are on your page all the time. I'll take my hand and take this one. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll... Oh my God. It, it has been an evolution. You know, it's been a, a lot of trial and error. It's been a lot of being really like observing, you know, a lot of like we're engineers, right? So we had no idea about like the marketing world, the social media world, and there's so much behind it. Like, honestly, it's really challenging. It is. It's challenging to know what is going to attract um, your audience and what is not. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we focused more on, okay, what if I were them, what would I like to know? You know, we, we kind of stopped focusing about, okay, like what is what grabs the audience, but instead focusing on how are we bringing value to them? So 
we've tried and tried many things. And if you look at our first videos on YouTube, like I, I don't want to look at them. You know, they're they're just bad. for a disclaimer, we're going to leave the, the, the link of those oh. videos as well. <laughs> <laughs> they're okay, they they have good information, yeah, but yeah. if you look at a video, so our first video went live I think July thirty first. Yeah. Literally. So it's almost gonna be a year since our first video. And honestly Congrats. like if you look it, yeah like i mean it's been a journey right so if you look at us talking in camera now it's a whole other person you know it, it's like it is true like you can never get better if you never like start it or if you never continue to do it you know and of course for us like we knew it was not the best but like we knew that it had to happen for us to get to a better point right so that's that's on the videos and then on instagram we we also started thinking more like more about okay um what can we do to not just give tips but also like maybe something more specific and that's something that we we've been doing i think already for the past six weeks we we've been highlighting um different companies every week where we interview someone and they have the youtube video as well for example we already had one for how I got into Microsoft, how I got into Palantir, how I got into Google, how I got into EY, um, how I got into IBM. And we're doing this weekly where like students that are not us share with everybody tips on how they can get into there, um, into that company. So it's been an evolution of things that we've always wanted to do. But sometimes when you start, it's you have so many plans that they take time that you can't do them all at once, right? So so for who, anyone who is like starting their own project, just know that like you're going to get there. It, it just sometimes takes longer because of if you're only like one person or two, it takes a long time to do all the things. Um, so that that was like an evolution of, of intermakers of first it was only us. Then we said, hey, like, why don't we bring more people? And that happened. And now we're getting more into workshops and live streams. So yesterday we had our first um, Q&A session. Every Wednesday we do a Q&A session for 30 minutes. Very and it started, it started yesterday and it's, it's on LinkedIn and on YouTube. And we just let people ask us anything they want. Like we don't have any topic. It's just like, hey, come here, learn whatever you need, ask whatever you need. Um, and it was so fun. I had so much fun yesterday. Um, and it, was, it felt good to be connected to, to, to the, the community, you know? I don't know if Alejandro wants to add more. I, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you basically said it all. But like, I think I would like to em emphasize, like, on this, like, how I got into series. Like, we we are so excited about this series because we we truly think that stories can, like, one story can change your life, uh, and we want to get as many stories as we can, as many different backgrounds out there. And it's it's not like just how to get into a tech company. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we. We want to teach you how to get into any company in the world. Like we, we, like, we want to hear stories from all different backgrounds, all different companies. And for I mean, example, different industries. yeah, exactly. In one same company, like in a tech company, you could be a software engineer, you could be a mechanical engineer, you could be in marketing, you could be in design. Um, in finance, HR. Finance, HR, yeah, recruiting. So these are very different positions that require very different skills with people from very different backgrounds for one same company you know so 
we're trying to get all of those things together. And um, yeah, like if, if, we can if we can just get that story to one person and that person can get motivated and inspired and they can do uh, better with their plans or whatever they, they're, they're, they want to do, we're, we're good. Like that, that's what we are aiming for. We, we believe that, like, yes, we are the intern makers, but we believe that anyone who shares a story can become an intern maker, can help an, uh, like someone else become yeah. an intern. Well, let me, let me say something on that because we are on a very similar cast here uh, as now what and intermakers. And I love what you do guys because it's exactly what I want to do. I believe the power of storytelling is much more powerful than any, than any other things because you need to relate with the people that are doing what you want to do. And you need to see them and you need to see that those people are flesh and bones and you need to see that they are they have flows and they have, they are gone through process and they're they have gone through all the kind of things and they were in the exact same position that you were but they wanted to change and they wanted to get that thing and i need they, it is very important to see that and and another thing that i want to add so as i did that without any prior experience, as the intermakers did that, as without any prior experience, it is very easy for, for whoever is listening to us to start something that is going to help others. And it is, going to, it is going to change. It is going to change things. It is going to change how you see things. It is going to change how people see you. So I, I strongly encourage to start something on yourself. And, and if you know something, give back. Uh, even if you don't have anything, give back, right? Yeah, for Mariana, sure. you want to say? Yeah, I, I want to add something to what you said. I feel like sometimes people think they have to do something really big to change the world, or they have to find like the most, um, I don't know, like biggest idea or something. Sometimes like keeping it simple is really good. You know, um, focus on what you want to do, why you want to do it, how you want to do it. And I feel like that's a good starter for a lot of us. But I just want... I, I just want people to know that like intermaker started by helping classmates. You know, you you start doing things indirectly that transform into bigger things. A small action has a big reaction, you know. Um I feel like intermaker started probably like without us knowing three years ago, right? And I feel like right now it's barely getting to the point where it's like, okay, now it's not just a small action it's, it's now we have a community and everything but i just want anybody to who's listening to think about that you know your small actions really do dictate a lot of what happens you know and i i think that's that's beautiful you know that means that you don't have to do a huge thing to to change anybody or anything um for good and yeah they started they started as with classmates i started with recording a call that's it. <laughs> and that's what, and everything you need. That's everything you need. Just a small things. Just do it, man. Just do it because when you do it, then it's going, you're going to go with the flow mm -hmm. and you're going to learn. And even if it is for you or not, but I strongly recommend that because I, I've been able to met all those wonderful people, including them, especially them uh, through the <laughs> podcast, because I did that little call. Okay, guys, but it is, it is almost, I don't want to steal a lot of your time. And I have, couple of questions that I really want to go through. And one for Alex is if you can go back to your first, for, for your first, for freshman year of college. Okay. So when you just started, what skills 
would you invest on early on? And what would you do differently? What would you keep the same? Three questions. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, well, I say it's a tough one because if I, if I were to change something back then, I would not be here. It would be like something completely different. Maybe intermakers wouldn't exist. I don't know. But thinking of where I was at that moment and thinking of the things that I needed, one, I would say, if you can find a mentor, that's amazing. Like I never had a mentor to this day. I, I haven't. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so that is super helpful because it's someone that you can ask anything that, that, that you want or uh, yeah, just to grow. That, that's one. The other one would be to uh, learn about internships, like learn that there are internships out there for freshmen and sophomore students. There are some of the, the, the top tech companies in the world, like they hire freshmen and sophomore students. You should know that. Um, so research those companies and, and see what you have to learn. You have to practice algorithms. You have to practice data structures. You have to like start learning how to code uh, like properly and practice for interviews. Like those are like the, the yeah, the most important things. Like if, if you know how to practice for interviews, both behavioral and technical, and you, and you don't do any research about opportunities, you, you'll be lost. And like all, doing all of that, it also leads you to, towards getting a resume and preparing your resume, things like that. So I know it's kind of vague, but I think those are like the, the things that- No, but I believe are very important because the, the earlier you start, the more you have time to go in depth about those things that are very important. I didn't know about internship until my junior year. Yeah, same and no, and if sophomore year, let's say sophomore, because I started researching on myself. But if we are international students, internationals don't know about that. We don't have the same mentality. Internship does not exist. And in our countries, uh, you get inside a company just with a push. <laughs> you you, yeah, you yeah. don't get interviews. You don't get those kind of things. And you don't have the Googles and the Facebooks and the and the Apples of the planet. You don't have it with us. So it is it, maybe we should teach high school students, senior year high school students to do so. And I think it could be, could be wonderful, but uh, you're doing great jobs. And so thank you for that. So in order to re recapitulate, just learn from the beginning, just be interested from the beginning. And Mariana, what, what, would, you, what would you say? What, what skills would you invest into? What would you do differently? What would you keep the same? I think that you can talk about even technical skills, yeah? So if you want, I don't know, Python example, or I want to learn about a specific software or something like that, what would yeah. you do? So in my perspective, um, engineering has so many pathways, right? Um, I'm a program manager, so I feel like I do have a technical um, background, but I don't, like what I've seen is like, I don't always do like a lot of technical stuff, like hands-on. So I'm going to talk from my experience. I feel like, I, I think Alejandro's perspective is really different from mine because I'm someone who really likes a lot of like organizational stuff, leadership stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know how to like go more about that, but what I would say is. You can change it completely. We want to hear all yeah, the different Yeah, I'll, I'll change it completely. Like for me, I feel like emotional intelligence is really important. Um, you can develop it. 
um, a lot of people don't see it as valuable as like IQ, let's put it that way. I think like emotional intelligence can make a huge difference for you in everything that you do. You know, you're always going to work with people and working with people requires you to have emotional intelligence. You know, the higher you can develop it, the better. You know, I think I would really um, tell someone who's a freshman, start reading about emotional intelligence, start exposing yourself to situations where you're going to work with people. Because at the end of the day, that's what, that's what you do. Like at your internships, you're only working with people. And if you don't know how to communicate well, even if you're like really good at like the technical stuff, I feel like people really do care working with the person as well, you know? So I would recommend that, like looking into emotional intelligence. I also, rec I, I took the, I, like if you look at my resume, my resume is full of um, more like leadership stuff, more like um, starting things, um, planning, all of that. And if you look at like another engineer, they might have like a lot of skills for it. I don't know, like AutoCAD, MATLAB, all of that, which are things I do have, but like kind of a high level place, not as not as like deep as I should, you know. Um, and I and I and I'm and I'm saying this because if there's any engineer out there that feels like, hey, I'm studying engineering, but I don't feel like I want to be like a hardcore engineer, there are positions for that, you know. Um, there are positions where it's required that you know and understand it but they want you more like in the organizational side. And I think that's okay. That's okay that if, if you're an engineer and don't want to be uh, like a really technical person, I feel like that is okay. There's people that prefer to be so, and that is okay as well. You know, there's people who are more into like product design. There's people that are more into um, executing a plan. So I, I would say that like, expo like if you're interested more in the organizational stuff, design stuff, start focusing on projects that give you that, you know, um, developing those skills. I would also recommend to um, really invest yourself in going to programs, like exploratory programs. Um, I know that like even like finance companies have exploratory programs for engineering and tech, like people in, in, in STEM world. Um, and I think those really help you to build your network as well. I, I've been in contact with a lot of people I met my freshman year and honestly seeing them grow has been amazing. You know, I, I feel like all of us started to grow together and now I think we look back four years ago and it's like, wow, like we, we really did find each other and it's amazing that we keep that communication. So to, sum it, to summarize it, I would recommend 100% to um, find good people to be around that really makes a huge difference in my I think my life like that's what I could say like I've been surrounded by amazing people who always push me to do to do better and be my best self you know and I feel like you find those people when you do things that you're passionate about you know if if, if you start doing things that you like that's where you will find those people as well you know if you're someone who who's really like um I don't know, like curious to get more or and ambitious, you're going to find those people. So find them, they'll help you so much. And uh, what I said, you know, uh, about the emotional intelligence, and I don't know what other thing I said. You said about organizational, you can, uh, organizational things and that you can, you can be a soft, you can be a, a, an engineer without 
wanting to be a hardcore engineer and that is something that uh, I relate to personally uh, personally I'm interested in in the intersection bis between business, business and, and engineering exactly and that's exactly a lot of what like goes in program management right so yeah, yeah exactly product management pro, pro, uh, product management program management all those kind of things that are intersection but it is also very very important what Alex said that you need to focus on your skills because yeah. the technical not everybody has the organizational skills and they want to do those kind of things mm -hmm. so you can you can focus on both like uh, i think me and mariana we tend to go more into the organizational space alex is tending to go into hardcore engineering and to and to have and to have skills technical skills that we will never have <laughs> and, and this is important yeah and this is this is important to understand if you want a niche if you want to get into engineering you've got to find your own niche right and we within your niche you need to implement those skills and always be curious and always be wanting to learn the same thing as as it is so it all starts with a very deep self-exploration of yourself and what you want to do. And guys, be curious, be curious, just be curious and go for opportunities. Just connect with people. Uh, so yeah, that, that was what I, what I had to say about that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Do you guys want to add something? Um, when you said like be curious, um, I think that's the secret. You know, question everything. When you see somebody doing something, ask them, hey, how did you get that opportunity? Why are you doing that? Why is it going to help? You know, I feel like that that has taken me to so many places. Just like being really curious when I see somebody do something really cool. I always ask, okay, how did you find that opportunity? You know, how can I find it myself in the future? And the reality is that a lot of things you only learn by asking. You know, you're, you don't know everything. So don't be afraid to ask. Alex? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you make your goal to be learning, you will get far. I mean, if you just try to learn, 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 that's amazing. And I, I also agree, like, even if you are purely technical, even if you only, only want to be great at that like technical side, like that, that, that's going to take you like, like, uh, yeah, just like so far, like, it, like there, there's, there's still you, a lot you have to learn and do, to, to be better and like grow in a company or grow in like like different different uh, different ways. So yeah, like definitely having like leadership experience that's also important, and being involved in like different ways or different different places and activities where you can learn soft skills and improve them and like practice them. That's uh, also really good. At the end, at the end of the day, it is all about people. It is all about who you surround, surround yourself with. It is all about who you connect with, who are the people around you and whatever you can do with people. Because even if you are the most technical person, you will need to manage other people in, in a near future. So you will need those skills as well <laughs> you, or not. You, you're, you cannot sit in front of a computer for the rest of your life. You need to connect with people and be able to do so. Uh, so guys, I, 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 I had a blast during this interview and I really, you, you are two of my favorite people in the world. And wow. we, we probably gonna have a round two maybe. We're gonna continue this collaboration because I, I'm sure we have a lot more to talk. So do you have any parting thoughts for the, for, for, for the audience? Do you, do you wanna say something at the, the last thing to, to our audience? Mm -hmm. uh, Alex, let's start with you. Sure. Um... 
Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 said a lot of like really good information. I mean, just just keep going at it. Like it's gonna it's not gonna be easy. Um, you will sometimes feel like everything's going against you, but as long as you keep going, you'll you'll get there. Um, yeah, just like trying to learn, try to get those opportunities. It's never too late to start. I literally started my journey when I was a junior, uh, so I was already in my third year, and that's when I started to like look into internships. So. Yeah, you, you can make it as well. Mariana? I, I would really recommend for people to try new things. You are not going to know what you like if you don't try new things. Like there might, there, there might be something that you don't know you like. And maybe just like dedicating like a, like a couple of weeks to knowing if that's something you like or not is, is a really good idea. Um, I also recommend for all of you to make a timeline for yourself. You know, any goals that you have right now, doesn't matter what you are, ask yourself, what do I need to get there? You know, break it down. If, if that, if that, this is the program manager talking. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I really do think so. You know, I, I feel like when you have a goal, it's really hard to get to it if you don't know how. So in anything in life, if, if, if you're looking to get into a goal or something, break it down, find people who can help you. If one of, one of the biggest lessons I've had in my life is you cannot do anything by yourself. You're always going to need someone to help you. And that goes for anything. Like always like leave, leave your egos aside, leave um, your pride. Um, always ask for, for help. Always, always, always. And you're going to get really far doing that. And I think that's all I had to say. <laughs> Great. Um, as 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 organization and now what intermakers they are always supporting each other and I and I really and I really like working with you guys and I think that this is going to take a lot of values from there. So thank you very much for being for being with us. Thank you very much for being in now what and I'll see you soon. You have it, the intern makers, Mariana Briones and Alejandro Davila, two great guys. I love them so much. So a couple of things to remind you before you go away. Uh, the first one is the Slack channel. Please join our community if you want to stay in touch with the latest on the podcast, the different partnership we're having, and uh, get to know my team that um, is composed of great people and you're going to like them all. And then check us out on YouTube. This episode is going to be on YouTube if you want to see my ugly face and their beautiful face. <laughs> and uh, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. We are all over the media, the social media. Give us some love in there. As always, please share your feedback. Let me know what you want. Who would you like on the podcast? Uh, what, do you, what you liked and what you didn't like. I'm always open to it. And reach out to me on LinkedIn for that. So thank you very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.